Hey stranger, so this is officially my first episode of my radio show slash podcast, Talking Into the Void with Hal. I wanted to talk a little bit about what I'm doing this for, and why I'm doing it, and who's welcome here, which is everyone. I decided to do this as a way to talk about really anything that I wanted to talk about with the knowledge that people can listen, they cannot listen, and in a sense, this isn't for anyone. This is for myself. But if you are listening, I hope that you take something from it. I am a psych student. I am a sex and relationship counseling student. I have a variety of interests. I like to connect history to our modern day, but the one thing I will not be talking about is current events, politics, or what's going on. I view myself as a good advocate and someone who focuses on social justice, but that's not what this is for. If you're interested in those things, or there is a current event you want to hear, you're always welcome to submit a topic. But this is supposed to be an escape for me, but also you, from our everyday lives and what's going on in the world. If you're interested in hearing about someone else's experiences, relationships, and anything else, this is for you. And hopefully it'll bring you comfort to hear stories about experiences and relationships and hardships that someone else has gone through that you may have gone through yourself. So that's a little bit about what this is going to be. For the first episode, I think that the topic for this week should be love. Because I think that love is something that we all have universally in common. And it's one of the few things that we all have universally in common. And it's a really important aspect of all of our lives. And the reality is that a lot of us do feel unloved. And in our worst times, maybe even unlovable. And that's simply not true. So many of us have people all around us that love and care for us and want the best for us that we don't even notice. And there are a lot of people out there like myself that view themselves as the one giving love and maybe not noticing the love that people are giving back. And I think that it's really important to take some time to step back and realize how many people in your life and around you do love you. And I think there's a misconception about what love really is and what it's supposed to look like. And when we hear about searching for love and wanting love, it's almost always searching for a partner to give you that. And I just think that when you expand your idea and concept of who is loving you and who's giving you love, you're opening yourself up to so much more. And I think that we neglect to look at how many people in our lives that aren't romantically involved or sexually involved with give us love and in the different forms that takes. So I think that that's a good place to start. So 
Obviously, most of us can say that we've been in love romantically at least once in our lives. And I think that we can all agree that when people talk about finding love, they're talking about finding romantic love. So let's talk about finding romantic love. Why does it seem like everyone is striving for the same thing but can't find it? And I think that's a very interesting question to ask because there are countless people asking themselves, why can't I find love? What is wrong with me? And I think that the, that first of all, there is no, nothing wrong with them and there's nothing wrong with any of us. And I wholeheartedly believe that if you want to find romantic love, you will. I think that the problem here is that we are constantly striving to find love in a very specific form without regarding that it happens and occurs in so many different forms. And if you are focused on finding love in one specific way, you're going to ignore the other ways that you are receiving it. So I think that we all need to let ourselves realize how much love we are receiving before we strive for a very specific kind of love. Romantic love can be great, it can be powerful, it can be empowering, and when you have it, you don't want to let it go. But also, there are other forms of love, such as the love that comes from friends and from family, that will be there for you if romantic love ends. And I'd like to believe that when you fall in love with someone, you don't ever stop loving them. In a way, when you love someone, you're opening yourself up to them and forming a specific sort of connection to them that I think that just doesn't go away. Now, obviously, if you're in a relationship where you love someone and it turns very harmful or toxic, I think that those are valid circumstances for you to say you no longer love them. But I think what we view as no longer loving someone is actually no longer actively putting love into that connection. I don't think that love just stops or ends at the end of a relationship. And I think that's also why it's so hard for a lot of us when relationships end, because you don't stop loving someone right away. You may never. And that's okay. And that's normal because love is a very big experience. It's different than liking someone. It's different than caring for someone. And so it's okay that it doesn't just go away. I think that a form of love that we don't pay enough attention to that can be really helpful and really beautiful is the love that comes from friendships. And I know myself that I have friends that I love dearly and hold very close to me that have given me more from their love than any relationship may do. And that is fine. The reality is that a relationship can't be 100% of what you need. And it is okay to acknowledge that friendships with people you've had since you were young, where you've formed together, you've grown together, is a very different experience than even the longest of relationships. I have a friend that I've known since I was 10 or 11 years old. And if I go on to have a partner for 10 to 20 years, it's a different form of growth than what I've been through with that friend. And they have given me love that no one else will be able to give me in that way. We like to say that love should be unconditional, and it should. But also, viewing love 
as completely unconditional and allowing your love to be given unconditionally can create a sort of toxic dynamic, especially within romantic relationships. The idea is, or the idea surrounding that is that love should excuse certain actions that are taken within primarily romantic relationships. And it doesn't. And I think that our society places so much onus on romantic love that people are willing to accept it and keep it and sustain it even when there are reasons why they shouldn't. I think that if we as a society focused on the love that comes from other places, then we would be able to find romantic love more easily. And I'll explain that a bit. If we accepted the love from everyone we encountered that was not romantic, all of our friends and all of our family that love and care for us, we would already be swimming in love if we acknowledged it. And so we would feel less like we were missing love and needing to find it, and more like a romantic addition to that would be lovely and beneficial and beneficial for both you and the partner. And I think that that is because when people fail to acknowledge the love that they're experiencing from other ways, they jump into relationships because they feel that they are lacking something. And I don't like that line of thinking. I don't like to believe that relationships are sort of filling a part of you. You are not lacking something because you are not in a romantic relationship. And that way of thinking, coupled with the way of thinking that romantic love is the ultimate form of love, is what's creating this detrimental complex that's causing a lot of people to feel that they can't find love and are unlovable. I understand wanting romantic love. It is different. But you're not going to find that if you don't accept the other forms of love that you are getting. And I think that the the purest and most comfortable and most loving relationships can form between two people that have an abundance of love in other areas in their life. So they're not reaching to each other because they are lacking love, but rather they have so much love in their life that they also have so much love to give. And I don't think that that way of thinking is acknowledged enough. I also want to talk a little bit about this idea that is perpetuated a lot that in order to love someone, you have to love yourself. And I simply think that's untrue. There is this idea that is perpetuated that you will not be successful in a relationship and in loving someone else if you do not have love for yourself. And while I believe that we should all love ourselves, I understand it is very hard to get there. And you are not unworthy of someone else's love because you do not have love for yourself yet. I think it's detrimental to a majority of younger people who often are struggling with self-love that they have to love themselves before they can find love. And I'm not talking about romantic love, I'm talking about love in general. It is wholeheartedly untrue that you have to be completely comfortable in loving yourself in order to receive love from others or give love to others. And I think the idea there is that 
people believe that if you do not love yourself, then you are not genuinely loving others because you don't know how. And I think that it really is the opposite. It is much easier to love other people than it is to love yourself. Now, can loving other people more than you love yourself cause issues within any sort of relationship? Of course it can. But do I think that you have to wait until you are 100% in love with yourself in order to go forward and look for a relationship, friendship, or anything to seek love? Absolutely not. You are more likely to develop love for yourself if you have examples of other people loving you. Let me explain that a bit. If you have no people in your life that you feel are loving you, you're more likely to feel that you're unlovable. And if you feel that you are unlovable, you're telling yourself in a way that you shouldn't love yourself. So if you have these people in your life that love and care for you, they are visually and emotionally demonstrating that you are worth care and love, which every person is. And so having figures in your life that love you, that care for you, that you give love and you care for is going to push you to care for yourself more. I have a friend that I've had since I was very young. And something that she always likes to say to me is, if you're being mean to yourself or not taking care of yourself and not loving yourself, the things that you say or think about yourself, would you ever say those to me? And of course, every time I say, no, I would never say these things to you. Absolutely not. That would be so terrible. And she goes, well, then why do you say them to yourself? And I think that that is really simple, but yet profound. We are terrible to ourselves. Most of us have said the meanest and the cruelest things about ourselves that others have not said. And I think that if you have a best friend, you cannot imagine ever saying some of those things to them. And you have to take a minute and take a step back to recognize why you'd be willing to say them to yourself. Because Something that goes hand in hand with the idea that we need to seek love is we need to be comfortable being alone. I think that while you don't need to love yourself in order to give and receive love, people are so uncomfortable being alone with themselves that they seek other people. And that's where toxic relationships and friendships and other forms of relationships form. Because if you are so uncomfortable being alone with yourself, alone with your thoughts, alone in your body, and you need constant distraction or validation from others, that's when you're more likely to attract bad relationships because you're willing to accept them wherever they come without really recognizing what they're giving you and what you're lacking. I like to think that in a friendship, you should be giving just as much as the other person is. If you are giving 100% of your love to that person and they are giving you 10% of theirs, that is not a good relationship. And in romantic relationships, if you are giving 100% of your love and they are not, it's not a good relationship. Now, when we are uncomfortable being with ourselves and being alone, 
we are more likely to accept 10% of their love and care, even if we are willing to give our 100%. Because that 10% is better than nothing and better than being alone. And I think that what people don't want to acknowledge within themselves is that they are willing to settle in order to feel loved and validated. And simply, it can be simply put as that you do not have to settle in order to feel loved and validated, but you will continue to do so until you are comfortable being alone. I think that a lot of people today are not comfortable being alone, especially if people my age. I'm 21, and most of the people that I know do not like to be alone. They do not like time alone. They do not want to be alone in a romantic and a platonic sense. They need people. And it is fine to need people in your life. Everyone craves socialization. We as humans need socialization in order to survive. But if you're uncomfortable alone, you can't be alone, you can't sit with your thoughts, you can't sit with your feelings, you are pushing yourself to accept less than you deserve. I'm going to end this with just one last thought. If you took a step back and stopped looking for romantic love, how much love do you really have in your life? And is it enough to keep you going? I hope you all come back next week. If you have any topics you want discussed, you can submit them on my website, www.voidtherapywithhow.com.